Hi, all right. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Everybody, you guys doing okay today? You guys feeling all right? Feeling excited at all? You happy to be here? All that good stuff. <laughs> okay, welcome. Uh, if you don't know, my name's Steve Van and I'm one of the pastors here. If you're new to the edge this morning, uh, if you're visiting with family and friends today, uh, if you're just here kind of like, what, who are these people and what are they all about? Uh, we're glad that you're here. For all of you joining us online this morning, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. My prayer is just that that the Spirit of God would minister to you, would speak to each and every heart as we uh, continue on today in our sermon series that we're calling Jesus Encounters. And um, it is fitting that on this dedication Sunday, that's, that's what it is. If you didn't know that after our service, we're going to actually dedicate four children to the Lord. I hope you can stick around and be a part of that. But, but yeah, it's one of my favorite times on this dedication Sunday. It's fitting that we are going to be looking together into God's word at an encounter between Jesus and some children. And, and so what I want to do, I just want to pray. I just want to ask the Lord to just illuminate his word in our hearts this morning. Speak it to us and let us receive it. So if you guys would pray with me. Father, thank you for today. Thanks for this time. Thanks for this morning. Thank you for every single person in this room. God, thanks for everybody joining us online. Uh, Lord, we just ask, God, that in your name and by your spirit, Lord, you would come, you'd speak, you'd minister, God. Uh, you'd give us ears to hear you this morning. Lord, you open our hearts to receive of you this morning. God, thank you that it's not a mistake we're here. God, thank you that it's not an accident we're here, God, that you saw this day long before this day ever came. And Lord, you knew that we'd be here right now, God, that your word would be open. And Lord, I thank you that you desire to speak to us. God, help us to grab hold of every bit of what you have for us today. God, I, I give you, Lord, uh, this morning and, and just this message. God, I pray that you would speak uh, through me. God, just, uh, Lord, help me not to get in the way of you today. Would you just invite the Lord yourself where you are and just say, Lord, come and speak to me. Just tell the Lord, I want to hear from you today. God, we need to hear from you. We need you, Jesus. We need you. Lord, there's nothing better, God. I thank you that your word is living and active, God. I thank you that your word accomplishes its purposes, God. I thank you that it will today. I commit this time to you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about Jesus and kids today. And since we're talking about kids, I thought I would start by uh, sharing my kids with all of you. That's, that's, uh, that's my and my wife, Tony's crew right there, our five kids. Uh, only one missing is our dog, our, our two-year-old dog, Cooper. Um, if, if you're in our house church, then, then you get a lot of Cooper. Um, and you're probably glad he's not here right now because he'd be loving on everybody. Um, but, you know, three girls, two boys, about to have my, uh, my second uh, become a teenager, so two teenagers. Um, uh, We've we got kids in elementary school and junior high and, and high school. And, and full disclosure, I will tell you, I absolutely love these kids, and they absolutely drive me crazy. <laughs> okay? Maybe you can relate. Maybe not, but maybe, maybe you can. Okay, uh, life with children is a roller coaster. Okay, it's high, it's up, it's down sometimes. It's everything in between. Okay, but it's always an adventure. At least it is in our house. And, and, and in all of it, I'll say this, 
It is one of the greatest joys and honors and privileges and blessings of my life to be their dad. It really, like, I am so grateful that they're in my life and that I get to share in theirs. So here's my question for all of you as we get started. What is your theology of children? Not what do you think about having kids or about your kids, but, but, but just about children in general. What is it that you believe about them? What is it that you, how is it that you see them? What is it that you think about them, right? In our world and in our, our day and culture, there really are two predominant thoughts or theories about kids. And the first theory is really this, that children are so special that they alone can give life meaning and purpose, and maybe, maybe some of you have like, you've seen this in movies and, and you've seen this in media, right? Where the message is essentially like your life is, is pointless, is meaningless, is lesser, right? It's super lacking until you have a kid, right? And then, then life really begins. Then it's really about something, right? Sometimes you can even get that message in the church too, if we're honest. And really the, the, the truth is just pay attention to stuff, right? Like there's so much marketing and advertising, right? That, that's just endless to you as parents, like to, to let you know, like your kid, kids are the center of the universe. Everything is to revolve around them. And, and so you just need to make life all about them. You, you, you need to keep getting more and better stuff. You need, you need better uh, schools, better education, better foods, better opportunities, more stuff, more play dates, more, you fill in the, fill in the gap, right? More experience experiences, so on and so on, right? All your time, energy, planning, effort, schedules, all of it, right? Goes into your kids then because life is all about kids. It's all about them. Ultimately, they're the ones who give you meaning and purpose. That's one theory. The other predominant theory is really just the opposite of that one. And that one kind of goes like, hey, kids are really kind of an inconvenience and not that important, right? They're more of a burden than anything else, They'll they'll cramp your style if you were somebody who had style, right? (laughs) And really the message about kids is more of a warning against them than an encouragement for them, right? It's like, like, kids, are you sure? Oh, baby, you sure you want to be pregnant? You sure you you want that water attention, that weight gain, that little foot kick in your bladder all 50,000 times, right? You sure? You sure? Because then you got to go through all the steps, right? They're going, to be a, they're going to be a baby. You're going to be up all night. You're not going to get any sleep. They're going to be awake, right? All through the night, they're just going to sleep in the day. You're going to be stuck. They're not cheap, right? I mean, like a box of diapers is like, like a month's worth of wages. Right? So, I mean, right? It is. If you ever bought diapers, you're like, wow, it's diapers or milk this month, you know? Whatever it is, right? So, but like, like they're, they're busy, they don't do anything for you, right? They just cry and fuss and scream and fluids come out of every orifice of their body like a sprinkler, right? It's just like, it's crazy. And then, then they become students and they get a little bit older, right? And they always need something, right? They, they always do. They grow out of everything in like four months. And so it's like constantly changing. You're like, I just bought shoes, you know? It's like, how do you need new shoes again? Right? It just changes over, 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 over again. They trash your house. They eat like elephants. I'm amazed by how much my kids eat. I was like, like, like when COVID happened, I was like, my grocery bill, was, I was like, what happened? You know, we got to get these kids in school, you know? <laughs> and your schedule just keeps getting busier and busier because their schedule does, right? 
And then it's like college and, and marriage and more time and stress. And it's all it's like, it's like, is that what you want? That, that's what you want? What an inconvenience, right? They, they actually estimate today that it'll cost you about $275,000 to raise a kid from zero to 18, right? So I, I did the math. I'm on the hook for like a million and a half, okay? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, Lord, you know, right? So, so, so it's really expensive, right? I got to get another job. I'm just like, it's like, imagine what you could do if you weren't losing all that money. Imagine what you could, that, that, that's really what this theory is, right? It's like, look at all this stuff you're going to lose and give up, right? Look, look, at, look at how you're going to let go of the good things in life in the name of kids. And ultimately, at the end of the day, right, is it, what we need is fewer theories and just better theology. And so the real question is like, what does Jesus think about kids? What does Jesus believe about them? What does Jesus have to say about them? Well, let's look, right? If you have your Bible, open it up. Mark chapter 10. Uh, th this is an encounter with Jesus that we find in, in three of the four Gospels. God, God wanted to make sure that we heard this message. He wanted to, to make sure we, this story got told. So clearly there's something important in this for us. And here's what it says, Mark chapter 10, starting verse 13. It says, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them and blessed them. What is it that Jesus teaches us here about the heart of God and kids? I'm going to share three things with you about it. And the first one, probably simple to you. First one is this. Jesus loves children. He loves, you guys remember, you probably, probably if you went to Sunday school at all as a kid, even if it was like 75 years ago, um, or today, you know the song, uh, Jesus Loves the Little Children? Right? Right? We, we know, right? Sing it with Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. We all know that. Isn't that amazing? Like, like you could be, any, like that song has been sung a, a, a billion times, right? But, but the reality is, is that, that this is not just like a song that we sing to kids. It's a truth we tell to kids. Jesus loves kids. He, he absolutely loves them. And that, and that might seem pretty obvious to most of you, but, but oftentimes what happens is we think, well, people with kids love kids, right? Parents love kids. Grandparents, they, 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 they tend to love kids, but the truth is that Jesus loves kids, right? If we have any kids in the room, like Jesus loves you. Right? He really does. Jesus loves you, right? And for all of you adults, what Jesus is, is teaching to you here is that loving children isn't reserved for those who have them. It's for those who have Jesus, because Jesus loves kids. And think about this a minute when it comes to Jesus, right? Jesus was never married. Jesus was never a father. He didn't have any children of his own, right? He wasn't a parent, but who is it that Jesus welcomes? Who is it that Jesus embraces? Who is it that Jesus wants to bless and have come to him? Kids. 
In our day, sadly, oftentimes it's people without kids who really don't want a whole lot to do with kids. But the children are all coming to Jesus. They want to be around him, and he wants them to come around him. For, for, for all, of, all the men in the room, I think sometimes we go like, oh, that's, not, that's not a guy's thing. Well, Jesus says otherwise. Like, like one of the most godly masculine things you'll ever do is love kids and have kids who want to be around you. This is why you all have heard me say for like since the beginning of the edge, like, hey, get involved in kids stuff. Serve in kids ministry. Serve with youth, right? Because how are you going to have a heart for what God loves if you don't get around what God loves? So it's an opportunity. Jesus loves kids. And get this. Jesus not only loves kids, he values them. He values them. See, in that culture, this Greco-Roman world, kids were like not all that special. There was, there was really little sentimentality, right, when it came to kids. Kids were seen more as, as, as a burden. Kids were seen as, as lesser. I mean, sometimes they weren't even seen at all especially the girls, okay? And so it was, it was actually common practice in that day and age that, that for an unwanted child, just to be left on the side of the road. And, and, and possibly even worse than that, to be sold, to be given as a slave, or the worst yet, little kids, just to be thrown on the trash heap in the village. Just be tossed out as garbage altogether. And I think even sometimes when we hear that, we go like, man, yeah, what a barbaric world that was, right? Like what backwards kind of thinking they had in that day and time. But I think we would miss it to think that, that we don't struggle with some of that ourselves in today's world, right? If you just look at our world today, that, that, where there's more than a million children sold or trafficked every year in our world, where there's some 160 million children in forced labor, where the estimates say that in the United States, every 10 seconds, there's a report of child abuse. And really, if we're honest, like the most vulnerable, the unborn, right? Those without a voice, slaughtered all the time, regularly, okay? And it's not only the law of the land, that right, but it's actually celebrated by many. This is the scene that, that Jesus is in, and it's a scene that we can wrap our arms around today. And, and what Jesus does in the face of all this, in this cultural sort of belittlement of children and abuse of children, is he affirms their worth and their value to God. He receives them. He, he takes them into his arms. He doesn't push them away. He actually embraces them. He gives them his time and attention and affection that they might know and experience the love and heart of God for them. That's the first thing. Jesus loves kids. Here's the second thing. Jesus wants us to bring the children to him and not get in their way. Jesus wants them to come and he wants us to not get in their way. It says right away that people are bringing their children to Jesus. And ultimately, really, one of the best things that you will ever do for kids is to get them around Jesus. Like, if you do nothing else, get those kids around Jesus, whatever age they are, because Jesus isn't for grown-ups. Jesus is for everybody. Right? And the disciples in this story, they miss this, right? They miss this whole thing. They're holding to this view of children that seems, sees them as lesser, that they're more of a disruption than they are a treasure. And so it says that, that they actually rebuke them. <laughs> They're like, get out of here. What are you doing? No, no, get out of here. This isn't for you, right? 
Can you imagine that? I mean, part of me reads that and I'm like, don't they know Jesus? I mean, these guys have walked with Jesus for like two years at this point. They've been around. They've listened to Jesus' messages. They've heard Jesus speak. They've, they've seen the miracles. They've seen how he's interacted. They've shared meals with him, right, and experiences with him. But they didn't share his heart when it came to kids. And, and, and I, see, I think there's something to not miss here in that, that it's actually possible for us to be close to Jesus in proximity but not be close to his priorities. Like we can be close to him in proximity but so far from his priorities. And notice how Jesus responds in verse 14 here, right? It, 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 says, it says that he was indignant. Jesus was pissed, okay? That's what it means. Jesus was not happy. He was angry, okay? In fact, this is the only instance in all of Scripture where this particular phrasing is used. It's significant, right? Jesus is angry with them, and he's angry with them because they are pushing away those he wants to come close, to be brought close to him, right? They're deeming insignificant those that Jesus sees and calls valuable and precious. And so he says to them, he says, listen, let the children come to me. Let them come and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Jesus like, I want them to be close. I want to minister to them. I want to bless them. And this scene is actually meant to cause us to consider our own hearts and attitudes towards kids and ask, is this my heart for them too? And if it's not, then it's actually an opportunity for us to pray and say, God, give me your heart. God, help me to have your heart to see kids like you see them, to love them like you do, right? This is one of the reasons why we have dedications at the edge. It's why we believe in it. Why we believe it matters, right? It's, it's why we involve the family. It's why we involve the whole church family in that because God loves and values and affirms and blesses kids. That's what we want to do too. We want to share that heart. And what an awesome opportunity and privilege it is for us to help bring a child to Jesus. Because Jesus isn't just for adults. He's for kids. Kids can know him. Kids can grow in him. Kids can receive him and his salvation and be empowered by his Holy Spirit to minister just like adults. So, so the point is we want to help them and, Jesus, and not get in their way. right? Jesus is like, do not hinder them. In other words, don't be the reason for why they can't come. Earlier in Mark 9, verse 42, Jesus says this. He says, listen, if anybody causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, he says it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. Yikes. Jesus takes very seriously how we influence kids. He takes it very seriously. And sadly, if we're honest, we adults can sometimes be the biggest barrier. We, we can sometimes be the biggest hindrance for why children aren't coming to Jesus, mostly by our own example. As, as my, my good friend Paul Bjorvik would always say, more is often caught than taught, right? So one of the best ways for you to help bring your child or children to Jesus is to really love and pursue and serve and worship Jesus yourself. And then to let your life and your relationship with him be an open display, right? Share your testimonies with them. 
Share about what God's doing. Share about what God's showing you. Share about what God's revealing to you. Don't just pray for your kids when you're alone. Pray with your kids when you're with them. Encourage them. Speak life over them. Affirm what God says about who they are and their identity in him. Notice here also that one of the ways Jesus blesses the children is with his time and his attention. Jesus has a big crowd gathered around him. Crowds couldn't get enough of Jesus. It wasn't a, this wasn't Sunday school. This, this was like a big old gathering, and everybody wanted to come and hear from Jesus. There's a lot going on, but the kids are coming to Jesus. And, and though the disciples see them as a disruption to remove, Jesus sees them as a priority to embrace. And he puts all these other things on hold. He puts them aside to love them and bless them. I can say, and Lord's teach me a lot about this, is that, that more than your money, your time, or gifts, or any of that stuff that you might give to kids, one of the very greatest things you'll give them is your time. It's one of the absolute best things. It's what really communicates that you love and value them, right? That you prioritize them and ministers to their soul. And this is quality time we're talking about, right? This means that you're like actually really present when you're with them, right? Like, like, like you're, you're there in the moment. Jesus makes being with these kids a priority. He's not just there in the same space, but preoccupied with other things, right? Jesus isn't on his cell phone. He's not like making some plans. He's not working on his laptop, doing some stuff for his job or for school, right? right? He's, he's not distracted. He's not busy watching his favorite show on Netflix or whatever else, right? G Jesus is not just where they are. He's with them. Think about that. Like when you consider your kids, when you're with them, are you actually with them? Are you just in the same place? Quality time matters. And that's not to say that quantity time doesn't matter, okay? Quantity times matter too, right? Because the truth is you don't always know when the quality moments are going to come, right? You can't always schedule that. You can't just be like, hey, next Tuesday from uh, 5 to 6, we're going to have a real heart-to-heart, -heart, you know? You're going to just open up and tell me all the things in your life and things that are in your heart and mind, right? It'd be awesome if that worked like that, but it, but it, but it doesn't happen like that, right? So, so you need to create some spaces because the reality is, right, that, that oftentimes quality times are the outcome or consequence of having quantity time. And Jesus says to us, he says, listen, let the children come and don't get in their way. Don't hinder them. Be a signpost and not a roadblock. Right? For the kids. That's the second thing. Here's the third one. Lastly, children teach us about what it means to be a child of God. Children can teach us. And so really for this last part, our, your kids are going to actually come into the room. So, so parents, get ready. They're, they're, they're getting ready to come in here and they're going to actually help to uh, teach us this last point. Come on in, kids. You're welcome to have your kids sit by you. Kids can sit on the floor. They can sit wherever. Kids, you can find your parents if you want. You can sit by them. They love you. Um, maybe, or maybe they'll have you sit with the grandma or grandpa or somebody. And kids, if you're like, I'm not sitting by them, you can sit on the floor. You can sit wherever. Come on in, kids. Can, can, can we just all say hi, kids? Welcome. Hi, kids. Hey, kids, come on in. We're glad you're here. 
Kids, thanks for coming in. We need you. Oh, Judah, come sit right here in the front, bud. He got stuck being with dad today. Mom, mom's out of town, so he's stuck with dad. Yeah. Come on in, guys. So sometimes you just need kids to help teach. You know what I'm saying? You guys do a good job. So, so kids, as you guys are coming in, I know that you guys, uh, when you were together today, you were actually listening and learning about this same story about Jesus and the kids that we've been talking about this morning together. And, and so um, one of the things Jesus says to us is that you all are to help teach us about God. That, that, I mean, isn't that amazing? So that, that, that's what we're going to do. Sometimes we as adults, we get really full of ourselves. We think we're super smart, super wise, super educated and spiritual, right? But, but listen to what Jesus says again, verse 15. He says, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter it. Right? Jesus is like, hey, adults, don't be so quick to dismiss these kids. Pay attention to them. You, you think that you have a lot to teach them? I tell you, they got a lot to teach you. Isn't that like God? Hmm. He loves to confound the wisdom of the wise, right? And humble us in our prideful thinking. So, he, so, so the Lord doesn't just give children as gifts. He gives them as teachers. Have you thought about that? So, so, so what do kids help to teach us, Right? What's the first one? Who's got, who's, which kid's got my first sign? Hold it up. Where's my first sign? What does it say, Kellen? Trust. trust. What, what are kids teaching that trust? Where's Drew Sims? Drew Sims has a scripture for me. If you, want, you, you want to come up here or you want to read it right there? Okay. Well, whatever you want to do, okay? This is your, this is your time. All right, come up here, Drew. Everybody say hi, Drew. Okay, Drew, you got a scripture for me? Yep. Good to see you, young man. Okay, <laughs> tell, tell us, share it with us. Trust. Trust, what is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Boom. Amen. Thank you, Drew. Proverbs 3, 5, he says. Trust in the Lord. Isn't it hard for us at times to sometimes think that we don't know better than God? Right? Like sometimes we're just like, are you sure, God? I think I, I, think I got this one. I think, I think I actually know better uh, about how this ought to go than you do, right? But kids have this amazing ability to trust, right? They, 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 they will just believe what you say almost irregardless. I mean, my boy Judah's here. I'm going I'm to call him out for a minute. When Judah was really little, um, he liked to get real close to the water, and I told him that crocodiles were in the water. This, this is this isn't a parenting teaching moment, okay? This is just, I, I'm, being, I'm being honest with you, right? And, and so Judah, kids are literalists. So what that meant to Judah was crocodiles are in every water, okay? So I, I was thinking like, and I want to have him have like a healthy fear of the water, not get too close, not jump in, right? He'd like to get to the edge. But instead, like we could walk past a, a lake, a pond, a big enough puddle. He'd be like, dad, there's crocodiles in there, right? I'm like, dude, there's not actually crocodiles, right? But yeah, let's go with that, right? Like, uh, Okay, but, but, but 
but he would just take me at my word. That's what kids do. There is this implicit faith and trust in the words of their dad, right? And isn't that amazing? That's important because not only is it important for us that we speak truth to them, right? But also for us to be like them when it comes to the words of our father. That we just take our dad at his word. We believe what he says. When our dad, when God the Father says to us, hey, listen, I love you, I'm with you, I'll never leave you, right? That, that, that he's merciful, that he's, that he's faithful, that he's good, that he's working all things together for good, right? That his mercies are new for us every day, that he's a healer and a counselor and a comforter and a protector and a provider and a savior, right? That he loves us and that nothing in the world, not even height, depth, angels, demons, death, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ, that it's all true. It's true. And we can believe him and take him at his word because dad always tells the truth. And his word always comes to pass. That's the first one. Who, who's got my second poster? Who's got my second one? Hold, hold, where, where are you? Oh, who's got it? Oh, what is it? Okay, Dan and Megan, free. Oh, you got a little, little one. What does that say, guys? What does it say, Dan, free? Rejoice. No, it says receive, Dan. When I, when, I said, when I said we need kids to teach us, I... I didn't think reading was on the, that list, but, but it is too. So, receive. Where's, where's Aria Van Campen? Where's Aria? Aria's got a verse for me. Where's Aria? Aria, come here. Got a verse for me? Okay. Come, come share your verse with us. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. Ooh, what, where's that in? James. James 1, 17. James 1, 17, yeah. Thank you, Aria. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father, right? Is there anybody better at receiving than kids? Can we just be honest? You ever been with a kid at Christmas? You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you something that's never happened to me on Christmas Day. Presents, my kids open it up and go, thanks, Dad, I'll pay you back. Right? Not one time in my entire life has that ever happened. Hey, Dad, I'll get you later. You know what I'm saying? Nope, they just receive it. Right? They just take it. They're, the kids are awesome at receiving. One of the kids, things kids do without really any effort, and they probably aren't even aware of it, right, is that they, they're just totally dependent on their parents for provision and protection, especially the little ones, right? My, my six-year-old twins don't make any money. They don't pay any bills. You know what I mean? I wish, but they don't, right? My 10-year-old daughter, she is strong, okay? She's a tough kid, but, 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 but she can't handle herself and take care of herself out in the world by herself. You know what I mean? They, they need someone else to do for them what they cannot do for themselves. And they, kids are awesome. They just lean in and take it. You know what I'm saying? Those are like, yeah, cool, yeah. Like, I, I think, I, I'm not sure all my kids know where money comes from, you know? Like, I think they just think it's just there, you know? It's like, you need something, it's like, boom, just like, yeah. What is it? It's just money, you know? And the truth is that for us, no matter how much you think that you have because of your good works and your good efforts, because of how capable you are, right? Everything, all of life is a gift of God's love and grace and goodness. The, the, the breath that you just took right now, that's God. That's God's goodness. That's his gift. All good gifts come from God. And the way James describes it is that they're coming over and over and over and over all day, every day. The gifts of God are flowing. They're available all the time. And what do you do with a gift? 
You receive it. And all of it, including salvation, right? Ephesians 2.8 tells us it's by grace that you are saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves, but the gift of God, right? It's a gift. We, we as the children of God ought to be really good at receiving. We don't come to God with full hands. We come to God with open hands and say, Lord, what do you have, right? What do you want to give? God, my hands are open for whatever you want to give to me. Here, here's the third one. Who's got my third poster? Judah does. What does it say, Judah? Love. Love. Mate, where's my, I, I had my double son today. Where's, where's my boy Mace at? Everybody say hi, Mason. Hi, Mason. Come, where's Mace? Come here, Mace. Judah, hold it big. Hold it. Show everybody behind you. Yeah. The kids made that, by the way. Mace is going to share a verse with us. All right, buddy. Got a verse? Tell us. John 4, 9 through 12. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Mm. This is real love. Not that we loved by God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Yeah, amen. Thanks, buddy. Kid, I, would you agree with me? I, I think kids often love more like God than we as adults do. They, they, they have fewer conditions on their love. They're way more likely to love than to judge. They're more likely to display kindness and compassion to someone who's hurting or lonely. They tend to be quicker to forgive and move on and to love in spite of and not because of, right? The kids will tell you they love you and they'll show it with their affections. I love little Tice Van Camp and wherever he's at in here. That kid, I'll be some random place. I haven't talked to him all day. All of a sudden, somebody's hugging my, love, my leg. It's him. I look down at him. He's like, can I tell you? I love you. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Who does that? I didn't give him anything. I wasn't like doing anything for him. What an expression of love. It wasn't trying to get something. It just gives. I can tell you that, that some of the best ministry I've ever received in my life has come through children who loved and encouraged and prayed for me. In fact, I'm going to say this again. So last, when I was in the hospital, a bunch of kids made me cards. So a lot of you kids are in this room right now. I still have those cards. I still look at those cards sometimes. And it blesses me. God, God uses you to minister, and to be a blessing. As my wife often says, there's no junior Holy Spirit, right? Kids experience God and can be empowered by God, can minister just like we adults do. And, and, and I know for you kids, right, like you, you guys spent a little time this morning, you were putting some stuff together that you guys, you guys prayed and asked how you could bless and minister to the adults in the room, right? So you, you kids, you got some stuff that you want to pass out to adults? Yeah? All right, go ahead, go ahead, go do that. If you got something to give somebody, go ahead. Just pass that out. Give it to a parent, somebody around you, wh whoever it is. Like, whoever God told you, like, go give that to somebody. You got a car, Judah, you got something? Who, what do you guys bring? Oh, 
These guys, these guys learned this verse and they were just listening and they were like, hey, how can we bless people today? And so kids can do that. Oh, thank you. All right, while the kids are doing that, here's the fourth. Who's got my fourth poster? My last poster. Oaks, what does that say? What does it say, Oaks? Pray. Okay, I, I, I got to, thank you. So I got Elisa Lurup. Where's Elisa Lurup? Come here, Elisa. Oh, thanks. I'm getting all, oh, thank you so much. Come on, Elisa's got my last scripture. What is it? 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen. Amen. Don't, don't you find that when kids have confidence in their parents, they, they, they believe they're, they're good, they'll approach them with anything, don't they? Like my kids will come and ask me for anything, the craziest stuff, Right? And things I can't even do, you know? Dad, this is broke. I need you to fix it. It's like, it's impossible. Like, it's impossible. But they believe I can, right? Because you just have confidence. You'll come with anything to your parent if you believe that they're good, right? You'll ask them. And, and, you'll, and you'll come to them with, with whatever's on your heart or your mind. I mean, even my high schooler to this day, if my wife or I pick her up, she'll say, first thing she does every time she says, hey, you want to hear about my dad? Every time. And, and really what she means is, I'm about to tell you about my day. Okay? Because she actually doesn't even wait for you to say, yeah. She just goes into it. She starts play by play. From the moment she got up, she gives you all the stuff, all the details about it. She just wants you to know and to care. And she'll share everything about her life with you. We as Christians call that prayer. Right? We, we, we bring God, our Father, everything, anything, whatever we bring to him, we ask of him. We share with him. We commune with him. Kids teach us to pray. And so Jesus says to us, he says, listen, let the children come to me and don't hinder them. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. So trust, receive, love, pray, right? Come to me. I, I, I want to just wrap up our message this morning by kind of ending where Jesus did, and that's just with blessing, okay? And so I want, I want to just take a minute to bless for a second, okay? All, 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 all the kids in the room, do me a favor. We're, we're going to pray for you kids. I want all the kids to stand up in the room. All the kids. I know some of you adults that you think you're kids still, but that's not you. I'm talking like real kids, okay? Kids. It's hard for me to even see, see all of you guys. So I'm going to try to come down right here a little bit. Okay, kids, I, I want all the kids. Kids, look at me for a second. Kids, look at me. Listen, listen. Open your ears for a second. Listen to me. I want to just say something to you. Okay? I, I want to tell you something I think is really important. You are a gift. You're a gift. You're not a disruption. You're a joy. You're a gift. And you are valuable and significant and important and you matter, right? You're not an accident or mistake at all. But God made you on purpose and he made you with purpose. You matter. 
And God is always with you all the time, even when you think he's not. And God invites you to come to him all the time. He says, you can come. Because God's a good father and he loves you. He loves you. He's for you. He sees you. Okay. You're loved. You're precious. You're handsome, gentlemen. You're beautiful, ladies. You're smart. You're capable. And there is an incredible work that God is going to do in and through your life as you keep your eyes on him and you follow Jesus. And all of us, all of us adults, we're praying for you. We, we, we believe in you. We're thankful for you. We're grateful that, that you're a part of this church family. We need you too. God gave us you not only as a gift, but it helped teach us. And we're thankful. And it is such a joy and honor and privilege to be a part of your life and to have you be a part of ours. And, and so all, all the adults in that room, can we just lift up our hands and just pray a blessing over these kids? If you got kids by you this morning, if you got your kids, if you want to just lay your hands on them and pray over them, however you want to do that, but can we just bless them in the Lord? God, we just thank you this morning for children. God, what an amazing gift of your love and your goodness and your grace. God, we lift them up to you. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you for them. God, we ask that each and every one of them, God, would know you, know your love for them, know your goodness, know your truth. Lord, that they would receive you, your salvation. Lord, walk with you all of their days. God, that, that, that your peace would rule and reign in their hearts and their minds. God, that every work of the enemy against them would be thwarted in Jesus' name. Lord, that their ears would be attuned to your voice, God. And every whisper of the enemy silenced. God, that you would protect them. That you would guard them from all the things that, that seek to consume them and devour them and take them away from the enemy who wants to kill and steal and destroy. God, that you would guard them. Lord, put other people in their life who care for them and watch out for them and, and speak truth to them. Lord, surround them, Jesus. God, and use them. Lord, empower them by your spirit. Use them mightily, Lord. Use them mightily, not just in their generation, not just to their classmates, but to everyone everywhere. Lord, we just bless them in your name, Jesus. We just speak blessing and life over them. Thank you for our kids, each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, now I'm going to have you kids sit down. I, I want all the adults to stand up for a minute. Where's Cadence at? Cadence is going to come. C Cadence told me she was willing to pray for all the adults this morning. Because as I said, like adults don't just minister to kids, right? Kids minister to adults. K kids have something to offer to us. And so Cadence is like, hey, I'm, I want to come and I'm, I'm going to pray for you all. And so Cadence is going to pray for all the adults in the room. So, so all you kids, all you kids now, here's what, all you kids, can you lift up your hands? Can you lift up your hands? We're going to pray for all the adults in the room, okay? Cadence, you pray for us, and then we'll close with worship. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for this big and wonderful church family, Lord. Mm -hmm. 
I thank you for all the grandparents and parents in this room and what a wonder they do for our lives, Lord. I thank you that we get to be here together and learn about you and what you have to say about your children, Lord. I thank you that we get to um, learn about one another as we learn about you, Lord. And I thank you for Pastor Steve and his wonderful message, Lord. And I thank you for um, a place to meet and that it's not about where you meet, but it's about what we learn about you, Lord. We can learn about you outside. We can learn about you in each other's houses. We can learn about you in the parking lot. We can learn about you in here in the theater. We can learn about you in high school. But I just thank you that we get to have the privilege to learn about you, Lord, and do it together. And I pray that you would help us remember that you're always with us, Lord, and that you're always providing. And have us feel loved by you and loved by one another to trust in you and to know what to do that you that we would obey you lord yes and that we would have a good rest of our week lord and that you would bless everyone lord Mm -hmm. in jesus name yeah amen 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 thanks kate it's worth it